This is Monday, December 28th, and our evening prayer time, and our reading is from James chapter 4, verse 13 to 15. Now you who say, today or tomorrow we will go to this city, or that city, spend a year there, carry on business, and make money. Why, you do not even know what will happen tomorrow. What is your life? You are a mist that appears for a little while, and then it vanishes. Instead, you ought to say, if it is the Lord's will, we will live and do this or that. Okay, no one has measured time like we do. The first human beings had no clocks or calendars. They had the cycles of the moon, the seasons of the year, but they didn't count minutes or seconds. You see, the problem, though, with the lunar year is that it is 11 days short of a solar year. So you can see that keeping time with the moon would would not have been easy. You see, we would need a calendar. Also, people had different motivations and measures for time. The Egyptians, for example, lived in the desert. They were very interested in the flow of the River Nile. They didn't watch the moon as as much as they watched the flow of the river because that river provided them the resources for life. That's how they came to measure time. Other peoples had other measures for time. Now, the Jewish people knew that God created the world in the scope of six days, and then he also created a day of rest. And we have inherited our week from them. It's explained to us in Scripture. But it wasn't until the Romans that people had calendars like we do with 12 months, and even leap years to keep the calendar in sync with the seasons. In Rome, they use sundials the way we use clocks. Today, we have taken great lengths that they would not have been able to understand. We count hours, minutes, seconds, and all the way down to nanoseconds and even more. For example, our GPS navigational system requires a precise synchronization of time. If the time clocks on the satellites are off by just one nanosecond, the distances measured will be off by almost a foot. And that can be the difference between an airplane landing on the runway and, well, missing it completely. Now, here is the danger of our use of time. As James says, we can begin to think that we control life as we count time. We can plan the day and we can do this or that, And we can plan it as if we're in control of all of those things. I think we're really learning during this time of COVID-19 that we can't do that. So many of our plans have fallen apart. We thought we were the masters of our fate, that we could plan it all. We could just do it. James says that the problem with this thinking is pride. It's a pride that keeps us from trusting and looking to God. You see, we don't know how many days we have to live. We can't control outcomes or guarantee results. And this is humbling for us. It's it's not something we want to dwell on. Indeed, James says, we need to seek God's will and God's purposes. We need a more humble approach to time and planning. Our lives, as he says, are passing away like that steam that dissipates when it comes from the kettle. Time is slipping away just like this. So why not do our planning with this in mind? 
This will keep us looking to God, realizing that nothing happens unless God has willed it. This is a good place for our hearts to be. And I think the gospel helps us with this because it tells us that we're saved by grace. Not because we get a certain amount of things done on time. And not because we can orchestrate our lives fully. We are secure when things seem out of control because we know that God loves us. Let's pray. Almighty God, we are clock watchers taking direction from a mechanical device. We think we can faithfully steward the moments of our lives. Teach us to trust in you and to look to you at all times. For we pray in Jesus' name, amen.